This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, June 21st, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. When the Congressional Budget Office and the Social Security Administration run numbers on the fiscal health of Social Security, their independent estimates are remarkably similar. But if the agency's numbers are similar because they are created with respect to each other, then those estimates are not independent. And for the trillions of dollars that flow through Social Security, the implications could be huge. So says Jagadish Gokhale, senior fellow at the Cato Institute and author of the new book, Social Security, a fresh look at policy alternatives. A micro-simulation involves random numbers. So some people might say, well, if stuff is driven by random numbers in your calculations, how do you make sure that your calculations are delivering reasonable results or the right results that can be trusted to evaluate a big and complicated program like Social Security. So even though it's true that there are random numbers involved uh, and that introduces some uh, variation in the results, that's actually an advantage because essentially the processes the demographic and economic forces that are being characterized in the exercise, which we call a micro-simulation, is controlled by certain relationships that are estimated using statistical techniques. So once we have these relationships estimated, we know the general trend or thrust of where those demographic and economic forces are headed towards but we don't we don't we don't have full confidence to say it's headed precisely in a particular direction which is why we build in a random element to it but the random element is also controlled in the sense that the variation around the trend can also be estimated using statistical techniques. So in building in a random element helps us not only uh, characterize the direction in which these demographic and economic forces will take us, but also the uncertainty associated around that direction. Now, in my book, I don't do everything that is uh, possible to do with micro-simulations. I actually focus only on the trend, and I don't very much characterize the uncertainties around those trends. Maybe that's a topic for another book. But in this book, uh, I've used micro-simulation because not only does it um, help us capture a broad range of demographic and economic forces, it also reveals in a more detailed fashion the interaction between these two types of forces. And the point of the book is to say that ignoring these interactions can lead your estimates or lead uh, the uh, results astray. And we will uh, have ignored or not considered sufficiently certain forces that make a big difference to the results. Now, to what extent does CBO and SSA use microsimulation in looking at the long-term picture for Social Security? For SSA, uh, I don't know the answer completely. I am told by people who work in this area that the SSA uses some 
micro simulation elements in forming their estimates, but exactly what that means remains unknown to me. The CBO has developed a full-blown micro simulation model uh, to to uh, characterize the f- long-run trend or future trends, pr- make projections about the future, really, um, uh, and then to base their evaluation of Social Security on those projections. But the CBO and SSA apparently have some sort of agreement, or maybe there are some rules as to which agency can do what in making these projections. And apparently the CBO uh, now uses demographic inputs uh, from taken from the SSA. And I've witnessed testimony to the effect that CBO and SSA estimates of Social Security should no longer be considered to be independent of each other because of the cross-fertilization of data and inputs between the two agencies. So depending on how CBO uh, incorporates information from SSA, and I've heard that the demographic information is incorporated in a highly detailed manner, um, the shortcomings of SSA's projections may creep into CBO's projections, which is why uh, many people, in fact, some who have worked in both agencies have uh, reported or made presentations to the effect that the two two are really in agreement with each other, which is another way of saying they're not really independent of each other. What does that mean for attempts to get a credible handle on the long-term uh, liability associated with Social Security. The fact that the fact that the two main agencies that are charged with generating numbers, we've already talked about the demographic assumptions that that are not made uh, and made by SSA and CBO. But what does this mean specifically for getting a handle on liabilities? Given that the two estimates are not really independent of each other and they produce fairly similar projections, I am really at sea to explain how a detailed micro-simulation that the CBO runs, which has a very different methodology, uh, underlying methodology, uh, can generate exactly the same results as SSA, which has a much cruder or coarser methodology, which doesn't take into account a whole host of uh, elements that should be taken into account. So uh, this is a mystery to me. And I think the explanation must be that after running their micro-simulation, the Congressional Budget Office rejiggers their results to match uh, them with the SSA results in in most key dimensions. Um, But that's just a speculative statement. So so the idea is we we need Social Security projections. If the SSA's projections are... uh, ignoring key elements, we need independent checks on whether uh, taking those elements into account gives us better projections or different projections, and then we could study why the differences, why there are differences. But if the CBO is going to adopt a methodology that is not independent of what the SSA does, then that kind of a a check and independent approach to estimating these projections is not really available to us. 
and we're not talking about a small small amount of money here uh looking through the lens of these projections we're talking about trillions of dollars we are talking about very large sums of money uh even though social security is not projected to be the biggest entitlement and certainly not projected to grow as rapidly as for example medicare uh it is still a big chunk, chunk of money and uh, making uh appropriate and correct projections of the program's financial uh, condition is important. What do you not have access to in order to get a good look at how these numbers are being created? Well, actually, to be honest, in order to maintain an independent approach and independent thinking when writing my book and making my projections, I deliberately steered clear of the methodologies that others have adopted. I understand you don't necessarily want to use those methodologies, but in terms of understanding how numbers could be rejiggered to be closer to another agency's numbers, why is it difficult to come up with a reason that explains why this occurred or how this occurred? Well, that is an exercise that some others have suggested that I should undertake. I should undertake, they say, uh changes to my uh data or inputs or uh, parameters that control my simulation to see how i could reproduce the official projections and then the extent of rejiggering necessary would tell me uh what they might be doing to get the results they're getting that would be a uh, very involved exercise and i am hoping to do it but i haven't done it yet so at some point in the future you might have an answer to that question jagadish gokhale is a senior fellow at the cato institute and author of the new book social security a fresh look at policy alternatives you can get your copy at cato.org